Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. G'day, it's Glenn here. You're listening to My Millennial Story, and I'm with Tim from Perth. G'day, Tim. How are you? Very good, thank you. The reason why Tim is on My Millennial Story is he put up a cool post in the Facebook group, and I'll read the I'll read the post. Uh, just wanted to say a big thank you to the podcast and for the group for keeping me empowered, dedicated, and answering any question I've had money-wise. Nine months ago, I had 15K car debt and no real direction in my financial future. After binging every episode, following the spending plan, using the debt snowball, and moving into my camper trailer for the last six months, he paid down his loan, saved up a deposit, and purchased his first home. Thanks for the financial literacy and encouragement. So, that's a big story, and you've got a nice photo there of your camper and the home that you got. What, like, if we rewind 12 months ago, what was life like for you financially? Was it living week to week? And, like, how would you describe the Tim 12 months ago? So, about 12 months ago, I was, I was working in regional New South Wales at, as a mine geologist. I was sort of experimenting with, you know, trying to save money and not being very successful during the whole process. That's when I stumbled upon the group and um, the podcast, and, and that's when I sort of you know started learning about you know quarantining your money and you know trying to do that. So I, I experimented you know with the spending plan, just you know trying to separate my money, you know put an account for bills and an account for splurging, and you know trying to separate it. But you know like I, I saved a bit of money, but I just I just found because of where I was located, you know. Um, there wasn't really much to do, so the, the one thing I was spending my money on was food. Like I was, I was driving three hours to the to the nearest grocery store, at Dubbo, to go wow. buy Wagyu steaks, just so I could have so some kind of experience, you know, to get out of my sort of very monotonous country life. Yeah, wow. So, so you're a geologist by training and education. Yep. Yeah, sweet. So, in terms of like, what's your approximate income? So when I when I first started as a geologist at Encoba, I was on around eighty five k, which is a as as a graduate, so that's pretty standard wage. That's uh, before tax, and then moving into like a mine geologist, you'd expect to get you know at least a hundred thousand. Like I was fortunate enough to get like just over one hundred and ten, which gave me about six k net take home after each month. So. Mm, mm. So. so- what and so you had no direction in your financial future so you didn't have a target or a goal at the time you're just kind of ex- no. working and existing how yeah. old are you so i'm i just turned 26 in september so yeah sweet i always knew i wanted to buy a house but you know i didn't really have any timeline about when that was going to be possible so mm. and the car debt 
of 15K, like when you were working, earning, you know, 80, 100K, did you have any yep. savings as well and the car debt or just the so, car debt and just blowing all your money? So pr- prior to purchasing the car, I think I had about nine grand saved and I, you know, I was, I was under the assumption that, oh, you know, you need to build build credit, you know, so go, go out and go get some debt so you can show that you can pay off a loan and then, you know, obviously learning from my, my millennial money, that's obviously the wrong way to do it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I had, I had a bit of money saved up before, so then I, I think I got... I loaned like twenty thousand, and then um, yeah, so I just started paying it down, you know, in regular installments, just so I could do it. I, I did get a variable loan because I knew I did want to pay it off quicker than the two months that they had um, originally targeted for me. Yeah, and what's the, was the car debt on the camper? So the uh, it, it was for the vehicles are Nissan Patrol, and it's a, it's actually a custom built ex Telstra vehicle, so it's got this um. So the canopy on the back came with the car. So I bought the car purely because it had the canopy on it because mm. I've done quite a bit of camping in the past. I actually grew up in a motorhome for the first five years of my life. Wow. So, Were you like, was it a circus family or just? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't no. Know, like what was yeah, it? Just, <laughs> yeah, Shout out to yeah, all the circus people. Yeah, they just enjoyed, um, you know, traveling and, you know, camping and, you know, sort of getting away from like the nine to five kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a very interesting way to grow up. That's for sure. But for you to live in the camper for six months, it, it's, I guess, no sweat off your nose because that was somewhat norm for you yeah. and your experience in life anyway. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. yeah, so like it was definitely, a, it was definitely, you know, I obviously hadn't done it as an adult, so I didn't, you know, it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a difficult task. <laughs> and what happened yeah. nine months ago that, you know, made you, or for want of a better word, snap and want to clean up your debt and get something happening with your life and your future? So, in, in June, I, I still had roughly about 15,000 car debt left and and all of a sudden, the mine that I was working at decided they're going to close down and that they're going to finish production. So, it was, you know, quite a stressful time. I was, you know, looking for my next pathway, my next job, you know, I'm trying to trying to figure out what to do. I've got all this debt and now I have no job to satisfy the repayments on that. So I I went through all all my savings accounts, you know, found every little scratch of money I could find, sold off all my furniture. At the same time, I got my tax refund back and I got you know my redundancy payout and I just pulled all that together, smashed the debt out and then I could sort of breathe, you know, easily, you know, mm-hmm. easier that, that it's, you know, that I wasn't going to have that financial stress of having to satisfy a loan. So, so how much was the the tax return? Uh, I think it was like just over three three grand. Yeah, okay. So. And how much was the redundancy? It was about nine grand, and then they gave me some um, some annual leave as well. Yeah. So, so so you basically just gone. Well, I'm using this time. I've been made redundant. I'm just going to press reset on my life. Clear mm. my debt. I've got my car, my mobile home for for whatever. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm starting my life again from scratch with basically no money, but I've got no debt, but I've also got a car that I own that I can also live in. Yeah. And were you renting exactly renting at the time when you got made redundant? Yeah. So, the company, they had company houses in, in, in Cobar and uh, it was, you just paid, I think it was $55 a week for rent. So, mm. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. So. And... Then what happened? Did you then decide to move 
to Perth? What was the train of thought there? Did you follow a job? Did you follow another human being? What's the what's the deal there? So after finding out the mine was going to shut down, there was about another another week or so of work. And during that time, I just sent out like a hundred resumes, trying to you know talking to all my LinkedIn contacts, just trying to you know find my next path and. Unfortunately, one of my friends set me up with a job in Parks, and I, I worked there for a month while I, as a contractor, while I looked for something full time. And and unfortunately, I was I was out on an RC rig, which is a very dirty job, you know, drilling rocks into the ground, trying to get some dust to, to sample. And then um, I was on the job interview with this with this great company in Perth, and and they said that they'd love to offer me a job. So I said, you know, this is, this is going to be fantastic. So I moved out of the, uh, the the company provided house at the second job, and I. Jumped in the van, drove to Perth in about five days. Got there on a Sunday and flew into work the next day. When you first got into Perth, is that when you were living in the camper trailer? Yeah, full time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so, like, talk me through it. So, where did you park it? All right. So, this is, this is probably a little bit naughty, but um, wherever I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, usually at the beach. Usually, the, like the beach, you know, like that's pretty, you know, you see it on Instagram, you know, hashtag van life. Yeah, when I go for a walk in the morning, I see like all the Tims near me and they've got people that are yep. parked at the beach. You know, they've obviously slept there the night and whatnot. Yep. Like, where do you shower? I was fortunate that on my first night in town, I actually, one of the um, the public showers at the beach actually was hot water. So, oh, wow. I had hot water showers straight from the start. So. <laughs> wow. And then you were... So you, you had the new job and yep. you said to them, all right, guys, thanks for the first day. I'm going home now. I walked out the front. And I'm like, oh, I'm home. Where am I going to drive? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, wow. And then so this went on for about six months. Yep. And during this time, what was your salary uh, at the new role in Perth? So it was just over 110000 So, so it wasn't chicken feed? No, definitely not. So I guess because you had the spending plan, you could basically just plug that straight in and then exactly. press reset with the right structure. Is that a, a fair statement? Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, I had very limited fixed costs. Like, the only fixed costs I had was, um, like, my, my phone bill, which had, you know, like, enough data so I could still stream Netflix. Yes. Oh, I thought it went crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you have, so. like, did you meet a partner or were you in a relationship when you're in Perth? No, all single... Fortunately, yeah. um, there wasn't much room in the back of the car, so it would have been a bit harder to have a relationship. <laughs> in there. Do you want to come over to my house? <laughs> oh, it's out the front. <laughs> However, there was one trip I went down to Margaret River with one of my mates, and he he slept on the other side, and yeah, it was quite quite toasty in there. Wow! <laughs> so if you do want to have a look at the camper van, just go to the Facebook group, and in the search function on the left, just search Tim Bevis, and you'll see the conversation or search like camper trailer and that will pick up the keyword and there's a photo there of his of his camper van now you then purchased a house in perth how long did it take you to to save the deposit and what deposit did you save my first week off in perth i went straight on you know realestate.com and i was originally looking at cheap apartments in the city, you know, around that 200,000. So I was like, oh, you know, I'd probably get away with like a 10% deposit. So I only need to save 20 grand at the start. Mm. I then tried to do that. And I found out that my car literally wouldn't fit. It was too tall to fit in any of the, the apartments. Car parks. Yeah. Wow. So, so then I sort of, you know, 
and then looking at all the nice houses as well because I wanted to keep it, you know, close to the city in Perth so I could be close to the airport, you know, close to the action. And and I found that all the houses were like six hundred, seven hundred thousand. Mm. So um, it was it was already very tough. So you know, like I spent the next sort of three months doing you know quite extensive research, and I found out that um, like you can be close to the city and to the airport in this in this um in the suburb called Rivervale. Yes, which is um it. It's uh, about four or five kilometers from the city, four or five kilometers from the airport, and it's uh, it's gone through some rough times in the past, but it's, it's starting to really you know pick up, and you know it's you can buy houses there for like half the price that you can pay for in the suburb next door, being only a couple of streets away. So I thought you know this this would be ideal. So yeah, fortunately, I um I always had a goal sort of like yeah try to get ten percent, but I was able to get into the property with just an eight percent deposit. So and did you have to? Pl- pay lenders mortgage insurance i did unfortunately i my, my contract was signed in december and I actually just missed out on the um the first home loan government scheme oh wow by a couple of weeks and unfortunately uh, and, and the the bank who i went with they they told me on the phone before i put the, submitted the offer mm. that i could actually get into the house with only five percent and that they take the lmi out of my loan amount yes and unfortunately that was incorrect so then the last sort of uh two months I've just been even more stingy, <laughs> saving every scrap I could possibly get. You know, I think I, I was almost only using like 5% of my salary. <laughs> yeah, wow, wow. So, and what was the yeah. purchase price of the house? So I ended up get, settling for 345000 so for like a 400-square-meter, 80-year-old house. Yeah, so, it's a nice it's, uh, peach color or pink or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah something like that. It's cute. A little terracotta. Yeah, so, so there you go. So that's kind of a cool story and we're going to uh, ask you some questions from other people in the Facebook group but if you're thinking you know oh well hey come I did that or hey come he didn't do this or that it's like his story is different and there can be no same stories everyone's got their own story and journey so we can't judge we can just listen and go oh that's cool but what it also speaks to he could have went and paid for a hotel for the first three months or rented. But, Tim, you've obviously gone, no, nah, I can actually put up with this for a short time so I can get into my own place sooner. So, there, there was an element of sacrifice, uh, I would imagine, and not everyone's used to, Like, I certainly wouldn't do it in a million years because I just... Not <laughs> me, but <laughs> other people can, right? So... Let's, uh, do you want to answer some questions, Tim? Yeah, sounds great. All right. So, I'm just going to, I haven't actually read these. So, Tim asks, does he enjoy having the name Tim? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. (laughs) Sweet, sweet. Rachel Noonan asks, what has he cut out while saving? Would love some ideas on what else I could do to save. (laughs) Well, he didn't pay rent. (laughs) Yeah, literally. So, yeah, obviously, he didn't pay rent. I was also, you know, quite stingy in terms of alcohol and mm. and food. Like I tried to, you know, really, really, like, yeah, try to save every cent I could possibly get. So, do you reckon? Are you a uh, a spender or saver by nature? Do you think? Uh, definitely a spender. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I love I love just to walk around Kmart. <laughs> but when you put your mind <laughs> to something, you can nail it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very stubborn, so yeah. that, that definitely came in handy. Like I wasn't going to settle for anything less than I wanted. So. But like a year ago, because Tim didn't have a goal, you were just cruising around passively. Yep. You weren't being active. Exactly. So, yeah. And I'm kind of like you, like I'm a spender, 
but give me a goal, give me something to nail and yep. I'll go and get it. So, yeah. so there you go, Rachel. You can move out of your house and stop paying rent. <laughs> Jennifer asks, where did the camper van stay while you were living in it? Well, there was a few questionable legal places. <laughs> did you ever do yep. anything like, I don't know, just something random other than a surf car park? Did you sneak into clubs and have showers? <laughs> um, so, yeah, as I was saying earlier, like, like I had the shower situation all sorted, so I was fortunate with that, so I didn't have to sneak into anywhere. But yeah, and I, I guess was, um, it wasn't too hot, was it, over the June period? Yeah, yeah, not early on, and that's one of the things that made me really, you know, strive to look for a house because it started getting real hot in November when that, you know, those you were getting those mid forties and up, you know upper forty, you know, degrees. Hmm. Like yeah, it was getting real hot, so and just. <laughs> Where do like where do you send your mail when you like a nomad? So I send it all back to my parents. Yeah, yes. thank you so much for <laughs> scanning it to me. Shout out, mum and dad. <laughs> uh, which is weird that we still even need mail, but whatever. Uh, Chloe yeah, asks, sure. how do people react when you told them that you were staying in your camper van to save for a house deposit? So my parents, obviously, you know doing the same thing when they were in their mid-20s, you know, they were like, oh, that's a no-brainer, that's great. But yeah. my work colleagues, they were definitely, you know, questioning it, you know, they were, you know, feeling bad for me. And I was like, no, this is great. You don't mm. understand. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Jessica Hodgson, maybe a comment, can I buy your Canva so I can do the same? <laughs> Felicia, no, but I can show you what to do. <laughs> yeah, Felicia asks, did you put yourself into debt to actually purchase the camper van knowing that it was going to be better for you in the future? Well, it was just your daily car anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, like, as a geologist, you know, we do a lot of exploring out in the, you know, remote wilderness. So, you know, like, I originally bought it so I could go and, you know, go, you know, prospecting for gold and stuff mm. there and the in the gold field. So that was my original. What's your favorite hard metal or mineral or rock? Well, you have to say gold, don't you? Well, I guess. <laughs> but I reckon um, there's one rhodium. It's actually like four times the price of gold and you can toss it for it out of the creek in Tasmania. So Really? Uh, Interesting. Yeah. What's the go with moon rock? Is there much of it on earth? Have you? I think I've touched some in the Smithsonian. Yeah. So like there's all different kinds of meteorites that, like fall down to earth and yeah like some are you know from the moon some are from mars mm. some are from other you know other galaxies you know <laughs> yeah and i yeah. went i went i saw this big bit of um it was like a big meteorite in greenwich in yep. england and it was mm. almost like the size of a chair and it was um yeah right really dense heavy metal like it was wow. wild yep uh anyway enough about my curiosity irena <laughs> asks what were your priorities when saving? Well, it was obviously the house. Is that a fair statement? Yep. yep. Yeah. So every every week off, I'd, I'd set up a bunch of house inspections to go to. So I was, it was constantly in my mind. Like I didn't really, you know, let up the whole time. Mm. Anthony yeah. asks, "Did you do you miss living in the camper van?" Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can <laughs> always no. go camping. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great having my own shower and my own bathroom now. Totally. Um, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alana asks what people thought of answer that. Scott McWork, would Tim try and make a profitable business manufacturing camper vans selling slash renting to the others that have the same aspiration to eventually start their uh, to eventually own their own place? Also, what's the rough cost to set up the camper van? So I guess yeah, sure, anyone can start a business, but 
So to set the camper van up, like you already had the yep. ute, like was it a thousand dollars worth of fit out crap or ten thousand dollars? What type of price yeah. is it? So, I, so I did all the, I built the bed and the and my pantry and my and my kitchen bench all, all myself. I think it was about three or four hundred dollars in, in raw materials. Mm. I also bought a like a real good fridge, like I had a fridge and freezer section. You know, that were that you could. They control separately, so I could also have ice cream in there. So yeah, yeah. Good. I also put a um, a solar panel on the roof. It was like two hundred fifty watt. It was about two hundred fifty dollars. Mm. So, yeah. So I think yeah, like probably just around a thousand dollars just in in materials and then the fridge on top of that. So, mm. but I could have definitely have done it cheaper and with a smaller fridge. But I think quality of life would have been a little bit. Do you, and do you have a favorite type of ice cream? Oh. I don't mind a gay time. Oh, nice. <laughs> I had one the other day for the first time in like a million years. Uh, and there's a yep. question here, and we don't need to go into it because I think we've answered it all, but Trent McNeil said, Tim's story sounds great and would love to hear more for the inspiration, but context is important. Where does he live? What does he do and earn? How much deposit does he have? There's a big difference between someone earning 100K, paying 15K, uh, blah, blah, blah. So, I think the thing that we need to really pick up in this story, you didn't mm. just fly to Perth get an apartment, no. start renting and just get back into the rhythm, you went, I'm going to stop regardless of your income and yep. sacrifice. Exactly. Yeah. So, like it was pretty fortunate for me because my, my work roster, you know, like I was working eight days on, six days off. So, it was only really six days at a time that I had to, to work through. And, and, and to me, like, like paying rent just to live in the house for 12 days a month, it just doesn't, it just didn't make sense, you know. It was, so yeah, that's, that was the other sort of you know, benefit about doing this is that because I was working like client by out, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Helen asked, was there a specific moment or event which triggered you to change your approach to finances and life? Well, I think it's a fair comment that we made. Well, that you agreed with Tim that when you were made redundant, you thought you'd press reset. Is that yeah. A, yep. Yeah, Kay. definitely. Yeah, and obviously, like the uh, like. Like listen to the podcast, you know, like I increased my financial literacy from that. And, you know, that obviously, you know, was able to help me get on the right path. So. And also to just stay encouraged. Like yeah. I, I, I learn stuff from doing the podcast and I use it as encouragement. Yep. Like we're yeah. not solving, you know, we're not splitting the atom every week on the podcast, but it's just no. this like uh, encouragement thing. Kate yeah, asks. Like constant reminder. Totally. Yeah. What was his usual day like living in a van and what were the things he missed after cutting back expenses so drastically? So, more so because of where I was camping out, the, uh, the sleep-ins sleep were a lot harder. Like, I obviously had to sort of wake up and get started before people were, you know, <laughs> yes. were around. So, yeah, so I used to, used to wake up early in the morning and but my number one rule was, you know, don't camp and cook at the same place. So, I'd camp somewhere and then I'd go to another place to cook just so that those people weren't, you know, I wasn't being disruptive to their, yes. their space. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then obviously, like, I'd, I'd be sharing at the beach, you know, I'd spend most of my time at the beach. Mm, mm. There were, like, week offs that I, like, I shot down to, like, the Margaret River, which is so beautiful, mm. like, incredible. So, yeah, yeah like, it, it really changed. But mostly, like, the routine was just, yeah, wake up, cook, and then... Um, yeah, stream some TV yeah. in the house. <laughs> yeah. Alyssa asks and shout out Alyssa. She's uh, she's a very similar nomad uh, who I met in mm. Hobart at the live event. 
Uh, she's an outdoor gal, loves the wilderness, if you will. How do you prep meals before going to work? Did you find a cost of work? Oh, and did you find a way to shower? So we've entered that. But yeah, what did you do with like work lunches? Yeah, so so fortunately, my employment, they provided all the food and, and um, accommodation when I was out at work. So I didn't have to worry about that. But the one thing I did make sure I brought out was some real good coffee. <laughs> yeah, totally. Tyler asks, could he have done another six months living in the camper van? So funnily enough, that same morning that I went to the first inspection of this property, before that happened, I uh, I was actually you know thinking to myself, I was like, maybe I'll just do this for another six more months, you know, and then get that twenty percent deposit. But then, you know, it just it was just by chance that I I stopped by this place and yeah, just in, instantly fell in love. I was like, this is going to be such a good project to work on, you know, in my weeks off. So yeah. So. That's been cool and thanks everyone for putting your questions up on the Facebook post. But I guess we'll we'll finish off with, you know, we've talked about the past, we've talked about where you are today. What are your kind of financial slash life goals going forward for the next, say, year, two, three, four years or what's what's on the horizon for you? So yeah, so I've got lots of lots of lots of plans for this house that I've moved into. Like I'm gonna extend it, add another bathroom, another bedroom in and yeah. Just do, do, do whatever I can to add value to it so then I can get some equity and then hopefully buy another property in, in a year or two from now. So Yeah, so your whole goal will be just make the house nice to live in in the same time, yep. maybe increasing the value. Do you know how much yeah. have you earmarked an amount to spend on it? So fortunately enough, the, the property that I've purchased, it, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the valuation actually came back, I think, like fifty or 60000 more oh, wow. that I paid for the property. Wow. So. I've sort of got that already in my mind that, you know, I could comfortably spend like 50 grand in the house and, you know, and just yeah, imagine what good. it'll be worth then. So, mm. yeah. And are you like just, will you just cash flow the renovations? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to try to do a lot, a lot of the smaller stuff myself. I'm, I'm going to knock the wall out in a couple of weeks with with some help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's all going to be sort of myself, hopefully. Mm, yeah. It's going to be a lot to learn. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Trying minor stuff to do, so it's not more cosmetic sort of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. You're not yeah. rewiring everything. No, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, well, Tim, thank you so much for sharing a bit of your story, and I hope it encouraged other people listening just to think outside the square to live in. And I know that you're a little bit gun shy to come on and and share your story, but I appreciate it, and I'm sure there's many, many others that are listening who also appreciate it because. You know, we can learn from each other, even though our stories are different and we might not be able to do someone else's story in a million mm. years, but we can certainly learn the key concepts about having a goal, sacrifice, and yeah, really being inspired to do something different with your life. Yeah, no, it's been great. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk soon. No worries. Thank you. All right. See you, mate. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. This podcast supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you want some other giving options, or if you are unsure about which charity you can support, head to 
thelifeyoucansave.org.au. Thanks to Jess Knauss, producer, Nathan Robertson, editor, and me, Asher. Anyway, make sure you're connected via Instagram and our free Facebook group. We also film most of our content now, so check out My Millennial Money on YouTube. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.